Our industry is that it's intimidating to a lot of people. I've heard countless times that people come in to see me for the first time is that they've never approached a financial advisor in the past because they were too embarrassed that they might be judged on how little they know. Welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode number 30 of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I am your co-host, Joe Curry, with my co-host, Lindsay Wilson. How are you today, Lindsay? Hello. I'm good, Joe. How are you? I'm great, thanks. Good. So this is our last episode of 2022. Yeah, I can't believe it. Come quick. It has come really quick. It's hard to believe I've been doing this podcast for over a year and you've almost been on the podcast for a year with me. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it has been an incredible amount of variety this year as well in terms of the topics we've covered and the guests who've been on. We haven't planned for this. It's unprompted, but I'm just curious. Is there anything that sticks out for you as kind of a highlight now that you've been doing this for the last year or so? I really loved Tammy Vigue's episode. And I also love Scott Armstrong's, the guest that spoke to the holistic element of retirement. So not just planning financially how you're going to retire, but what you'll do in retirement and how you'll continue to enhance your life and live your life. I thought that was a really lovely added dimension to the idea of retirement and financial planning. Yeah, it's refreshing to hear that kind of a conversation around retirement planning rather than investing. I think it brings in values to people's values life values even, and then what they choose to do after they retire from their official career, let's say. Yeah. And a lot of people that we talk about and within the practice when we're doing actual retirement planning is trying to get people thinking about those aspects of retirement, because a lot of times they have a lot of money to accomplish what they want to financially, but sometimes they're just scared to spend the money because it's a mindset shift on how they're going to switch or I guess paradigms change from saving before retirement is spending after retirement. And because they've been so busy in a lot of cases, working and their career has been their sole focus. We just really need to help change that mindset. And Scott and Tammy both do an amazing job in starting and having those conversations and helping people through that process. And I, I'll ask the same of you, Joe, any particular episode or episodes that really, that you were really proud of or excited about? Yeah, sure. We talked a little bit before the show, actually, our charitable plan giving series that we just wrapped up a month or so ago. That was a lot of fun for me because I love the whole idea of doing well by doing good. It was fun to explore some areas where we can help people have a maximum impact on their charitable plan giving. Since that series that we've been digging into, you know, the few clients and potential clients, some areas where we can help them save money on taxes, avoid OAS clawback, and give more money to the charities that are dear to them. So that's been a lot of fun working on that. I think something too in terms of charitable plan giving is is how creative you can actually be. There's a, a lot of different avenues to be charitable, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. With all that, 
we'll dive into our episode for today. And I thought it would be fun to just almost kind of like what we we're just doing, but go backwards a little bit and talk about some of the, the highlights from the year. Yeah. I think one of the things that struck me too is that one of the aspects that we really want to bring into the show is approachability and access to advice. And I think that's one of the reasons that you started the podcast. And one of the things that I think we work on is to be approachable with our information. Yeah. So that's one of the core values of our firm is approachability. And our industry is that it's intimidating to a lot of people. I've heard countless times that people come in to see me for the first time is that they've never approached a financial advisor in the past because they were too embarrassed that they might be judged on how little they know about their finances. And sometimes if people, you know, have done very well for themselves and no reason to be embarrassed, but they still just feel that for whatever reason, it's intimidating to kind of have that conversation. And also because they're not sure what they don't know that, you know, maybe a little bit worried about being sold mindsets around that. So the whole approachability value for us is making it easy for people to talk to us, ask questions, reach out, but taking it one step further with your retirement planning simplified, the podcast. And this year we're going to create a site specifically for this education content where so people have a place to go for resources around retirement planning that they can educate themselves from a credible source. And whether they take that information and run with it on their own or they just put themselves in a position where they feel knowledgeable enough to have a conversation about this stuff with an advisor who can help them take it to the next level. So I'm pretty excited about what the year 2023 has in store. And then I guess one of the other topics that we've been looking at or we've talked about are, is the idea of creating a paycheck for yourself in retirement, which is a consistently common question that clients have is, how will I continue to be paid in retirement? Yeah. So creating paychecks in retirement was a big, you know, one of the most downloaded episodes I think we had this year. You know, in that episode, we really just run through where do you get your paycheck from when you get into retirement? I actually had a client, I guess, uh, a potential client meeting today. And that was one of the things they were just having a hard time wrapping their head around is how do I get a paycheck now that I'm not working? So we talk about, you know, paychecks coming from pensions, coming from government benefits like CPP and OAS. We talk about how do we turn on an income stream. So in other words, like a paycheck on a regular monthly basis out of your investments. So your RRSPs or RIFT, non-registered accounts. That was an episode we just kind of dive into those, those kind of the nitty gritty of that to help people understand exactly how are they going to get money in their bank account on a monthly basis now that they don't have a career or working income. One of the areas that we covered too are it's not just how to get a paycheck, but also looking at the retirement risks, things to be aware of when you're planning for retirement. And we have our top five retirement risks. So it, perhaps you could speak to just key points there as well. Sure. Yeah. And we broke this down into individual episodes because there's a really a lot to unpack. But from the high level, a sequence of returns risk, we hear so much about people seeing retirement projections, how long they're going to live and what return they need to get above inflation. And then, you know, they don't run out of money as long as they don't live past age 90 or whatever it is. But the problem is that the stock market, if that's what we're investing, in, it doesn't go up on a straight line as we're seeing this year. So we might be able to have a pretty good guess at an average return over the next 30 years, but we're not very good at guessing what returns are going to look like over the next one or two or three years. And so if those bad returns come really early on, we may have depleted too much of the portfolio for everything to work out the way we projected later on in our investment or our retirement, sorry. Longevity risk. So that's just the risk of what if we do plan to live to age 90, but we live to 100. 
All right. So we talk a lot about the way we need to approach our planning to make sure we don't outlive our money and the fact that we really don't know how long we're going to live. And most people think they're going to die sooner than they are for whatever reason. I don't know. We do talk a little bit about that in the episode. The risk of being too conservative. So inflation's through the roof this year. You know, interest rates have gone up. So all of a sudden, GICs don't look bad. On the same hand, GICs are still a lot lower than inflation. The interest they're paying is lower than inflation. So, you know, this isn't an investment recommendation what you should or shouldn't do, but you need to consider how are you going to create enough growth in your portfolio that you're outpacing inflation? Because if we look back over the last 30 years, I'm kind of going off the top of my head right now, but I believe that over the last 30 years, you would need two and a half times the amount of annual income today to have the same lifestyle you would have 30 years ago, right? So that's pretty significant. So we're talking about going from $100,000 a year to $250,000 a year, right? So it's a pretty big jump. So we need to not just think in terms of kind of straight line what our income is going to look like, but it's our income requirements are going to go up over time, even if our lifestyle isn't becoming more extravagant. And then, you know, healthcare. So at the end of the day, we could get everything right as far as spending through retirement, but then we might need care for five years at $5,000, $6,000, $7,000 a month. Who knows what it is above and beyond what we were otherwise spending, right? And so that can have a huge impact on our quality of care we have at end of life or whether we've planned for it or whether we haven't planned for it. But those are kind of our, our top five risks. And we also created a white paper on that. That's right. And what I'll do is I'll put the information to get the white paper in the show notes as well. So you can take a look and it dives a little deeper into all that Joe's just mentioned. And yeah, you can download it and have a look for yourself. Yeah. And then one of the things that we started the year off last year, I want to make sure I didn't miss this, Lindsay, is we talked a lot about taxes early on. And we, you know, we had a guest on Gaz Nesbitt, which helped kind of bring together all of our, our conversations around taxes. But I want to make sure we brought that up to anyone who's doing retirement planning, if you're doing this on your own, it's one thing to have a, you know, your portfolio set up and figure out how much you can take out of the portfolio. But for most people, their largest single expense in retirement is going to be taxes. So there is a, a lot that can go into planning for taxes. And I'm not talking about tax preparation right? Tax preparation is kind of looking backwards and based on what just happened in the last year, how can we manage and lower the tax bill this year? But we want to look at taxes from a high level, kind of 30,000 foot view and look at what decisions can we be making on a year over year basis to lower our lifetime tax bill. And we really dove a lot into that early in the year last or, or 2022. We were also speaking a little bit earlier too about, we did a four episode series on retirement income strategies as well. Yeah. So this is obviously a big one when it comes to retirement income planning. This is retirement income planning. And there is no one perfect way to do this. And depending on comfort level, knowledge level, I mean, there's, there's different ways that can make sense for how you're managing your retirement income, right? So there's uh, what we call the safe withdrawal rate. There's a, uh, I guess, the theory or rule of thumb that you can take 4% out of your portfolio on an annual basis from when you start retirement, increased with inflation, and you shouldn't run out of money over 30 years assuming your portfolio is properly invested. Now, Morningstar has recently updated that number and they say it's, I think, 3.78, something like that. So that's actually even lower. So the problem with that for most people is they want to spend more money early on in retirement. And so that might ensure they don't run out of money, but it also might mean they end up with two or three times what they started retirement with and they didn't get to enjoy their best years. Other ways of going about it are uh, dynamic strategies, dynamic income strategies. So there's several different strategies. Our favorite is guardrails. And that's what we like to use in, in our firm in most cases is dynamic strategies. And what that does is 
It really gives us a game plan for managing the income of our clients. It allows them to take out more money from their portfolio in the early years. But we have triggers in place. So if the portfolio is down too much, we know when they need to, the way I say it to clients is tighten their belt a little and kind of ease off those withdrawals. And the flip side is we know when there's enough buffer there that we can bump up spending, right? So it's a plan. Clients really like it. We can put visuals together. But the point is, it's not a projection saying, take this, then you're good if you just do this forever. It's real kind of strategy on when do we adjust, right? So clients like that, I like that because it gives us some control and allows clients to spend more money. You know, you can also just buy an annuity, give all your money to an insurance company and they'll give you a paycheck the rest of your life. That's kind of like buying a pension. You know, there's definitely some downsides to that. Like you lose the access to your investments, probably not leaving anything to your kids, but it does buy you some security. So those are, you know, a few that we talked about. I think we did four episodes on that, though. I think it was a really important for anyone getting close to retirement to make sure they've mapped how are they making decisions about their withdrawals? How do they know if they're taking too much or when they can take more? And just to, again, to just briefly touch on, we'll return to what was my favorite, was talking about the holistic aspects of retirement planning, an area that doesn't get enough credit, again, is the non-financial aspects of retirement, that mindset around retirement. We have Tammy Vigu, the curated retirement, and Scott Armstrong of MindSwitch. They were talking about some things along similar veins, a little bit different. I mean, Scott, we talked about kind of his six foundations for, I guess, a fulfilled retirement. The big one that, you know, I take out of that is purpose, right? So if your purpose has been looking after your kids, it's been your career, what's getting you out of bed when you're in retirement, right? What are you getting up for? What are you excited about? And so that's really important to have that figured out ideally before you get to retirement, right? That's just one of many things that we talked about there. With Tammy, we talked a lot about our identity as well, similar to the purpose. And, you know, if, if we identify as our careers, if I identify as a financial planner for 30 years and then I retire one day, who am I then? Am I, if I'm not a financial planner, I mean, who am I? So it's really important about getting clear on your identity outside of work. The three of us discussed that idea of your future self. So getting clear on who do you want your future self to be and what can you be doing today to start moving toward being that future self you envision or imagine. So those are just a couple of pieces. As you alluded to, there's a lot of really great content in those conversations. So anyone getting close to retirement, even if you have all the finances figured out, that would be a couple of great episodes to listen to. And, and during the summer months, we talked a lot about the more basic concepts even of retirement planning, which apply to everyone. Would you mind just just covering sort of what those basic concepts might be? Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, we talked about cash flow. There's a rule of thumb. You know, you need 70% of your pre-retirement income in retirement. Rules of thumb for cash flow are not good. At the end of the day, the, the best place to start is just go, what is actually going into your bank account every single month? And how much of that are you spending? So that's you know, your first place to start. Now, if you're putting money into RSPs or other retirement savings, you can back that out of those that cash flow. If you have a mortgage you're not going to have in retirement, you can back that out. So there's going to be a few things that you might back out, but at the end of the day, what you're spending today is going to be probably pretty close to what you're spending in your retirement. This is, you know, assuming you're approaching retirement right now. That's kind of the basis to start. Obviously, we went way deeper on the, on the episode there. We talked about, you know, when do you take TPP and, and OAS, Canada Pension Plan, or Age Security? The answer is, but beyond, it depends. Everything else being equal, for most people, it makes sense to, to delay that. Financial Planning Canada did a study on that. We dive deep into that on that episode. And we also talk about investing for a 30 or 40 year retirement. Most people come to me close to retirement and say, Joe, I know 
stocks are good for long term, but I'm I need money now. So we talked about how we could break that up into buckets, thinking about short term and long term horizons because your retirement still is 30 or 40 years, hopefully. I'd love to cover, I think, one of the most popular questions on Google and also our most popular episode of 2022, which was, do I need one million to retire? Which is a great question, right? And a number that gets stuck in people's head. Yeah, it's definitely a popular question. One, I think we talked about this before, searching on Google, that's something that kind of pops up, it pre-populates into your Google. Do I need a million dollars to retire? How much do I need to retire? Yeah, that was a fun episode to kind of go through. The big thing is it depends. I <laughs> like everything, but it is very dependent on your situation, right? So we based that episode off an article talking about, do I need $1.4 million to retire? That kind of being the new number, so to speak, but it's all based on kind of an average couple. So that episode, we'll dive into that a little deeper and we definitely do our best to answer the question. And now again, just coming up to the holiday season, I think it's well-timed that we finished up a series on charitable planned giving, including three amazing guests as well. Yeah. So as I mentioned at the start, this was uh, a lot of fun for me to record those episodes. And really a lot of it was just hearing it again, especially Mark. And I mean, he has so many ideas. He's helped so many people with charitable planned giving. He has goals, advisors he's working in tandem with and himself to create a billion dollars of charity every year through different means of giving. That's pretty inspirational stuff. That's pretty great. Like I said before, doing well by doing good. So we love having those conversations. It was a lot of fun. Also just talking about in Canada, specifically Ontario and Peterborough need to get their funding for equipment. So we had Leslie Highway on. So that was a lot of fun as well. Dove into a donor advised fund. So creating your own foundation without all the costs of setting up a foundation. So that's pretty neat for you know a lot of people. That's something, like I said, we've been working with some clients on here recently. So that was a lot of fun for sure. And then just today, actually, we released an episode with David Eady. Other than this one, the final episode of 2022. And it's about the importance of estate planning and, and choosing an executor. Yeah, this is, what are we right now? I guess it's the 15th of December where we're recording this episode. But yeah, so that podcast came out yesterday. And we planned for that to come ahead of the holidays because people are seeing family. It's a great time to have these conversations that are really important. And so David's story is what led him down this road of spreading, I guess, the message of the importance of having these conversations with family, making sure estate plans are in place and, and you know the family knows what the intentions are because it could just go such a long way to making sure that your family gets along when you're no longer here, right? And you have a, you know, a positive legacy when you're no longer here. So really important stuff. And David's speaking from experience, so highly recommend Anyone who has not done their estate planning definitely listens to that episode. Yeah. And his book is great too. It's got a checklist and a lot of information in there to help you get on the right track with your estate planning and choosing an executor. That's right. And I guess that brings us up to today. So as we said in the intro, it's been a lot of fun this year. We've learned a lot and it's been fun to get some perspectives for some other people as well. Yeah. It's been, I think, again, just to go back to the beginning, I think it's been a great year of variety, a lot of different topics, a lot of different guests and for sure learned a lot. All right. Any parting thoughts for 2022, Lindsay? Oh my goodness. Parting thoughts for 2022. Have those courageous conversations in whatever realm, have those courageous conversations. Absolutely. I love it. And I guess I would just say, if you're listening to this, that's fantastic that you're, you're learning, you're educating yourself. It's just going to make better decisions around your retirement, feel more comfortable about the advice you're getting. 
And if there's anything that we can do to help, we're always here. You can email us at info at matthewsandassociates.ca. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.